because change has been coming for a long time. This safety is nothing new. Um, I think just as safety practitioners, we need to continue to innovate on how to get buy-in and, and make it easier for the worker to do the job safely. Welcome to Ambition Theory, Women in Construction. This show asks questions that everybody is thinking about, but doesn't want to say out loud. It's about tackling complex topics like why are there so few women in senior leadership positions? What is it going to take to change this? Each episode is a combination of motivation and tactical strategies to get ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. We learn, grow, and create opportunities. I am your host, Andrea Jansen, a certified executive coach with an MBA, and since 2018, I've coached over a thousand construction professionals to level up their leadership. Let's get started. Myrna Layton and Chelsea Driscoll are both safety professionals who participated in Ambition Theory's Leadership Accelerator program. In this conversation, we talk about the difference between enforcing safety and building a safety culture. Each of them shared tangible ways that you can lean into your transformational leadership skills to use influence instead of authority to help people do their jobs safely. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Do you know what the number one question we get when speaking to companies about our Leadership Accelerator program for women in construction? We already have an internal leadership program or a mentorship program available, which is great. But the thing is, these programs don't work the same way for women as they do for men. There are many reasons why, but the most striking one, one that if you're a woman listening right now, you'll probably recognize right away. It's the double bind. We did some research last year and found that 78% of women were told that if they wanted to accelerate their path to leadership, they needed to be more confident. But 70% of those same women were also told that they were being too bossy. Basically, as soon as a woman embodies the traits most typically associated with leadership in the construction industry, they're faced with negative feedback. This is the double bind. And this is why specialized training for women is needed. If you want to learn more about how our Leadership Accelerator program can help you address the double bind and many other obstacles women face on the path to leadership, please visit ambitiontheory.com forward slash LAP. Welcome to Ambition Theory Women in Construction, Myrna and Chelsea. I am so excited to see you here today to interview you, to share your story. Before we dive in, Myrna, can you introduce yourself and share what you do? Yeah, my name is Myrna. I am the Senior Health and Safety Coordinator for Sprott Construction, and I've been doing that for about 25 years now. Okay, and what do you love about the construction industry? I think, you know, it's probably a stock answer, but it's because every day is different. Some days it's more physical where I'm running around trying to put out some fires and other days it's mental where I get bogged down into paperwork or searching for information or things like that. Okay. I love it. Chelsea, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. Can you introduce yourself and share what you do? Sure. So my name is Chelsea Driscoll. I'm the lead safety advisor with Lindsay Construction based out of Dartmouth. I've been doing this since 2013, so almost 10 years. 
Yeah. And awesome. Just because we have people that listen all over the place. So Dartmouth is on the east coast of Canada, just right yes. beside Halifax, right? Yes. Awesome. So both of you took part in our Leadership Accelerator program. And the one thing I noticed about both of you, and the reason I asked you both to come on the podcast, is this concept of transformational leadership that we teach, and it's so foundational to everything that Ambition Theory does. It's something that both of you really brought back to the safety culture that you're building in both of your companies. Can you talk about that a little bit, why it resonated with you? getting information from other people, listening to other people and getting feedback from them. So it took me out of my comfort zone because I actually had to go up and talk to people and listen to people and put myself out there. I love it. Chelsea, how about you? What resonated with you, this concept of transformational leadership? I think what it really highlighted for me was that I was on the right path. Like for me, the transformational leadership had kind of always come naturally. So just going through the course and the benefits of it it was really just reinforced that this is the best way to get people on board and to get them to buy into the safety culture that we're trying to establish here. I love it. So Chelsea, can you take me back to before you signed up for the course and talk about what was going on for you? Yeah. So I was just returning to work after a year of maternity leave. I had no idea where I was going to fit into my department upon my return. And I was just really looking for some guidance on the best way to just hop in and grab the bull by the horns. I love it. Myrna, how about you? For me, it was just learning basically a new skill set. Because I had been doing my job for so long, I hate to say it, but there were some days where I literally could have just phoned it in because I knew what I was doing. So this kind of just took me out of, took me on a new path. Okay. And I know actually you guys, both of you came in through different ways. So Myrna, your company kind of tapped you on the shoulder and said, we want to put you in this course. And Chelsea, you discovered our course and you self-selected and said, I want to be a part of this. So Myrna, can you talk about what that was like to have someone tap you on the shoulder and say, we want to invest in your leadership development? For me, it was a shock to get that phone call from the head office saying, you know, the VP wants to sit down with you. And she said, look, we want you to take this course. We believe in you. We think you have a great future ahead of you and you need to do this. I love it. So Chelsea, what was it like for you? For me, I saw a couple of the women who have been with Lindsay for a long time were in your first cohort. So I was really interested when I saw, you know, what the feedback they had on the course. So it was basically on their recommendation that, kind of solidified me wanting to sign up and take the course. Okay. And is there something around that timing? I know when we first spoke, you were off on parental leave. And in Canada, we get the government holds our jobs for a full year. So you were out for quite a, quite a while and you were stepping back in. Was there something around that timing, that moment of like coming back that, you know, kind of put the fire in your belly to go all in, level up, invest in yourself? Tell me about that. For sure. So that was my second maternity leave. And for me, I knew that I was done having babies and ready to kind of level up in my career. So that's what kind of gave me the push. I, I wanted I wanted the next step and I didn't know where to get it. And I figured this was a good place to start. And I was right because it really did help me get to that next step that I'm I'm at now. Okay. I love it. Thanks for sharing that, Chelsea. So before we kind of go into the nitty gritty details of how you're able to level up, 
I want to back it up a little bit. And can both of you talk about what a traditional transactional approach to safety looks like? And for people who aren't familiar with transactional leadership styles, transactional is that top-down leadership approach where the leader, you know, tells people what to do, enforces the culture, really that style of leadership, whereas transformational is more collaborative. It's more inspirational. It's more where the leader invites people to contribute. So can you talk about that transactional approach to safety, Chelsea? Yeah. I mean, when I think about transactional leadership and safety, it's it's really that typical, you know, enforcement, just kind of strictly enforcement. And, you know, you might have some safety rewards based on, you know, maybe incident rate or things like that. But that's what kind of comes to mind when I think about transactional, whereas transformational, you know, you're you're getting buy-in, you're having conversations, you're you're listening to what the workers have to say and and the challenges that they're bringing up to you and you you guys are working together to find a solution rather than only coming through with the enforcement part of it. Was there a moment where you're like, okay, this enforcement all the time isn't going to work for me and what I want to do with my team. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said earlier, like that part has kind of always come naturally to me. My dad works in the trades and he was kind of the guy who pushed me into safety and and he always taught me that respect goes a long way. And that's kind of how I started in safety is is making sure you're giving respect where respect is due. You're having conversations, you're listening and it's just, it's resulted in me having really meaningful relationships with everyone that I've worked with and, and getting buy-in and always getting that positive feedback from the field. So it kind of always come naturally to me, I guess. Okay. So Chelsea, you talked earlier about kind of these reinforcement techniques, like rewards for no incidents, all of those things, which is very like that carrot in the stick approach, very transactional, like you do this, you get this. Can you talk about that change from really for you leaning into those transformational skills and and how you are able to do that knowing you are working in more of a transactional environment so i'm really just getting to like like in the field when i'm dealing with workers like i said that's been natural but i've just recently been promoted to lead safety advisor so i now have two advisors who i'm mentoring so i'm really just stretching that muscle now i guess and it's Really, like I'm just trying to make sure that I'm listening to them, getting their input before we make a decision so that they understand that it's not me making a decision and and kind of giving it to them. It's us coming to a conclusion on the best way to move forward, because that really is the best way to get to get by. And like if they believe in what we're doing, then when they go and get that out to the field, the field is also going to know that we put a lot of thought into it and it wasn't just coming from an enforcement point of view. And what kind of reaction are you getting from the your two safety advisors on your team? It's been it's been really wonderful. I also recently had um, another one of my coworkers, she just returned from maternity leave and she's moved into a managerial role and so she also is coming from the transformational leadership aspect so like we as a team in the last I'd say month have been working so well together with this approach it's been really wonderful and it's exciting to think about where we're going to be going in the next six months okay I love that it's like the snowball right it's like you start with one you bring more and then you keep going what kind of reactions have you been getting from the field since you've been leaning into more of the transformational leadership style 
it's been it's been really good. What we're getting is buy-in rather than, you know, them not maybe picking up the phone and calling to ask the best way or the safest way to do something. Like before, they would just maybe go ahead and do it even if they knew it wasn't safe. Where now I'm getting so many more phone calls from supers and field staff who are like, okay, I have this situation. I'm not exactly sure how to move forward. Like, can you give me guidance? Which is exactly what we want to see. Like, we are a department. We're here to serve you to so that you guys can do your job in the safest way possible. And if if they're not sure on how to do something, that's exactly what they should do. Pick up the phone, call, get our input, and then it can be a collaborative approach to tackling challenges rather than, you know, the worker just going at it and maybe doing it wrong or unsafe and getting injured. When I started Ambition Theory over five years ago, I knew that if we genuinely wanted to make the construction industry inclusive for women, that change needed to start at the top. But five years ago, nobody was ready to hear this message. Something has shifted recently, though, and it's really exciting. Organizations are reaching out because they want us to do a presentation for their leadership teams, and in some cases, the entire company. They see that up until now, the burden of change has rested entirely on the shoulders of women. If this message speaks to your association or company, we want to hear from you. Visit ambitiontheory.com forward slash book a call to learn how you can book a presentation for your organization. I love it. Myrna, how about you? Moving into a leadership position is before, you know, being the the safety on site, you know, it was more linear of what we had to do. Now in the role that I'm in, I really enjoy getting feedback from my coworkers, like asking them. I mean, a lot of times when I go to sites to do site inspections or something, I'm just like, well, what do you think? What do you think? And that's just become one of my phrases is, what do you think? Because I want them all to, to kind of reach out of themselves or reach out of the, the set of lines that we have to work with. It. I love it. So Myrna, I have a question. So earlier in the interview, you talked about like doing your job from home, really. Like you weren't really engaged in relationships. You were kind of like off on the side. And one thing I've noticed about you is you are full on leaning into relationships, building new relationships talking to senior leaders in your company, seeing safety that way. It's really been amazing for me to watch that growth in you. But I am really curious as to if if any obstacles showed up as you were doing, leaning into those skills, getting out of your house, going onto site, connecting with people, asking them the questions instead of telling them what to do. Did any roadblocks or obstacles come up for you? Nothing that leaves out. To me, I mean, frankly, everybody's been great. I love it. So I want to understand this a little bit more, though, because you went like one thing I noticed about you, you were like, oh, I'm talking to the senior leaders at my company. I'm talking big picture. Like, how did you go from being kind of like, like you said, it kind of on the side, kind of just not super engaged to now becoming involved in bigger level decisions? Like, how did you make that transition? I think it was just the confidence that I gained because of the, the you know, the 24-hour rule of taking your course where we had to do something within 24 hours. So that kind of spurred me and kind of lit a fire under me to actually get out of my comfort zone. 
And, and I saw where if I was going to do this position, there was things I needed to know. Like when we hired a new CSO, I said, I need to sit in on that. So it was just me pushing myself to take these things. And again, like I said, you know, reaching out and asking for help. How about you, Chelsea? Can you talk about any roadblocks or obstacles that have come up for you in this journey? Because you actually haven't been back working very long, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just been since April. So I'm not a year yet. Yeah, I think for me, like I said, I had a coworker of mine return from maternity leave and I knew she was taking on this manager role. And, and honestly, I had a lot of anxiety about what that would mean for me in the department. So overcoming that just meant, you know, having open conversation with her about, you know, kind of my concerns, my worries, my anxieties. And like I said, it's been it's been so wonderful to have her back. But it's, it's very much a collaborative approach. There's so much respect there. And it's been really wonderful. So I think just having that open, honest dialogue with her, it went a long way. So yeah. Okay, I love that. So that open, honest dialogue, like collaboration over competition, all those wonderful things that people talk about. And you're like, what does this actually look like in real life? It sounds like that is what's happening to you. It is. It really is. It's it's I'm not exaggerating when I'm like, I'm so excited to see how our what our department can accomplish in the next six months, just knowing that I have the like she has my back and she's been, yeah, really wonderful. I love it. So I do want to talk about the transactional side, though, because both of you are in, you know, pr the stakes are really high in your job, right? So you can't always be like, let's collaborate. Let's fix this. Because like sometimes there are life or death situations that people are facing. So can you talk about the dance between the transactional side and the transformational side? And how do you find the balance between the two? Mirna, I'll start with you. Oh, I mean, when I was there, when I first started in this business, it was a lot different than now. I mean, there's still not a lot of women in construction, but 25 years ago, there was even less. So I was a bit of a hothead when I was younger. Um, so it was kind of like the old days where there would be yelling and screaming and things flying, you know. But now I just, I just try and step back. Try and see where the other person is coming from. But I think it comes down to that people just want to be heard. I love it. And then are there times now that you really need to kind of lean into that transactional side? I'm really trying to be more transformational than transactional. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the carrot and the stick thing. I mean, there is times when it's needed. Some people only respond to that. But I really try to not do the transactional. Again, like I said earlier, you know, I tell the workers, give me the big stuff. I'll work with you on the little stuff. And then sometimes it just comes down to me saying, putting my foot down and saying, no, this way we're going to do it. And that's all there is. But, okay. And how often do you have to put your foot down? Again, I try not to. I try and, and work it out with them. But yeah, I think I've adjusted my attitude enough that there's probably maybe only once or twice a month where I have to, you know, Put the hammer down, so to speak. Chelsea, can you talk about that dance between the transactional and the transformational? Yeah. So obviously, like safety, there are legislative requirements that must be met. And our job is to kind of educate the workers so they can better understand the requirements and, you know, give them the tools and equipment so that they can do the job. I think there is a sweet spot between transactional and transformational. Most people do respond well to being rewarded for a job well done. But they also respond to 
open dialogue and respect. So, you know, for me, I always come in with, hey, how you doing? Good, good. You know, have, I'm not coming in heavy handed. And then it's, you know, giving them the information. So like, hey, you're, you're doing this when really you're supposed to be doing this. And then I need to tailor my reaction based on how they perceive it. So if they're like, oh, oh, God, sorry, I'm going to fix that now. Or if they, you know, sometimes they can come in with kind of a, a bad attitude. They're either going to be pushing back or cursing or yelling or whatever. And at, at that point, I have to kind of adjust from transformational to transactional where it's like, OK, here's the requirement. If you're not going to meet it. I have no choice but to write you up. And, you know, depending on the severity, remove you from the job site. But that's always like the last thing I do. And when I do do that, I'm always communicating like this is the least favorite part of my job. I don't like doing this. But if you are not going to follow the rules, then I have no choice but to do that for your safety and, and the safety of the site. So, yeah, it, it is a dance, but I always try to come in first with the transformational and and come in with the hammer if needed. <laughs> Okay. I love it. I love it. It's like transformational first and then yes. transactional second. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about today? I mean, I think, I think most people understand this, but I really want like, you know, just respect goes a long way. If you give the workers the respect and understanding that they deserve, they're, they're going to listen to you and they're going to buy it. It's only a select few that are kind of really stuck in their ways that don't want to change because Change has been coming for a long time. This safety is nothing new. Um, I think just as safety practitioners, we need to continue to innovate on how to get buy-in and, and make it easier for the worker to do the job safely. Okay, so we always encourage people to take action 24 hours after learning something new. So Chelsea, is there an action, a 24-hour action that you took during the course that you can share with listeners for them to get started on building their own transformational leadership skills? Yeah. So one of the one of the actions I took was my company sponsors um, a fundraiser for cancer every year. And so one of the steps I took was to volunteer with this thing. So I kind of got out of my comfort zone. I'm kind of a creature of habit and anything that kind of goes on after work hours, I tend to kind of skip. But after, you know, going through one of our modules, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up, I'm going to go. And it was really wonderful. And it, it allowed me to kind of deepen some relationships that I've, that I've had. And it, it allows people to get to know you better. So it was, it was a really great exercise. And I've actually, I've now joined our like committee. So I'm I'm on the email chain for whenever volunteer opportunities come up so I can be of assistance because I have the time and why not do it? I love it. So kind of just join something within your company to get know, get to know people outside of your specific day-to-day -day business yes. role. I love that one. I love that actually that first step actually snowballed to you be even, being even more engaged, connecting yes. more, you know, giving more back to the community because it really like it all comes full circle and that's how you get that snowball going. So thank, thank you for you. sharing that, Chelsea. Myrna, how about you? Is there a 24 hour action that you can share? Mine is pretty much along the same thing. It was it was reaching out to people with myself. It was so easy to stay in my own little wisdom, so to speak, being on the job site that going to conferences and things like that and meeting new people really kind of stress me out a little bit. Now I'm actually sitting down and having conversations with people in my own company. I love it. So the action would be like, go to a networking event, go to a conference and sit with people you don't know. And really, you said something really interesting earlier, Myrna, that I want to point out. You said like people are actually calling you for their opinion. Whereas I think it sounds like in the old days, it's like 
you know what, let's wait till something's wrong and then Rana's going to come in to fix it. But now, like, you've built those relationships and that's really what transformational leaders do. They have influence, right? And that's how you build a culture. It's where people are enforcing the principles when you're not there, right? Like, they're actually coming to you. They're like, wow, you have a lot, built all this influence with these people like in your company, but also in the industry. Cause I think you said people that work at different companies are calling you for their input. And one thing to remember is construction is a collaborative profession, right? Like nothing yeah. gets done by one company, nothing gets done by one person. So having those relationships, it just, I feel like there's so much more that this is gonna lead to Myrna and you're just starting to scratch yeah. the surface and the snowball is just gonna keep building momentum. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview today. Chelsea, how do people connect with you? Yep. So I'm on LinkedIn, Chelsea Driscoll. You can find me there. And yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Marina, how about you? Same thing. I'm on LinkedIn, Marina Layton. Hey, before you go, I wanted to take a minute to read a review of our podcast. This one is from Angelita in Canada. Andrea is a world-class trainer, coach, and speaker. Her work here on the podcast is evidence of that expertise. As an engineer, I've seen firsthand how difficult it can be for women to thrive in the construction industry. Andrea's advice is not only spot on, it's actionable. I can guarantee that those who take action on Andrea's guidance will find a near immediate impact to their careers and lives and will set themselves up for next level success in the long run. Thank you so much for that generous review. We really love hearing from our listeners and I'm wondering if I can ask you a favor. Can you take a minute and leave us a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts? That really helps us to get the word out so that we can keep making episodes for you for free. Thank you for listening.